0: Support for this podcast is brought to you by Carol and Clay's Family Christmas Party, a planning business. Are you having an office party? Do you really want to step it up a notch? Call Carol and Clay and they'll put together a package tailored and customized just for you. We can promise fire. We can have your entire building get destroyed. You let us know what you want and we'll make it happen. Use promo code TISTHEPOD. To save twenty okay, percent. People, Merry tomorrow Christmas. morning, ten a.m. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God!
1: Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight?
2: It must be magic
1: must find some way to keep Christmas from coming.
0: Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't
1: there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about.
2: Seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing.
0: Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear.
1: Hey guys and welcome to this episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia.
2: I'm
0: Anthony. And I'm Tom.
1: And it's after Christmas, guys. It's the new year. Still I was hoping I was hoping in the week that's gone by since our last episode that it would already be December again and I wouldn't have to be so sad, but The depression is setting in man
0: i've been so depressed i'm glad to be talking to you guys tonight
1: (laughs) me too well i'm really bummed
0: none of our listeners chimed in with any semblance of coping mechanism a a, a solid coping mechanism the only thing we heard back about how you deal with the post-christmas blues and i'm assuming this is because everybody is so down was disco 54 and on reddit he told us that we need numbers at the end of the episode to be smaller he needs to be able to convince himself that it'll be Christmas soon. And no one has yet to, has, mm. nobody has yet managed to convince him that January has anything good about it. Blah,
1: blah. Oh, I probably agree with that. Pro- you
0: know, that's February. My
2: anniversary
1: is last week. So that's a positive. Oh, my
2: anniversary's anniversary is in it? six
1: days. <gasps> Mine's 14 years. What's yours, Anthony? Oh boy! No 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 Edit no! no, out no. That awkward Hold on. <laughs> Keep you in the doghouse. We'll
0: we'll hope Sarah accidentally six, forgets this six, episode. Six, six,
1: yeah.
0: six, six, six. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Epic time to repeat. <laughs> it's it's my sixth
0: anniversary.
1: Well, that's you, congratulations. Thank you.
0: You were Julia. You guys got married in twenty oh four.
1: Yep, 2004. We did. We did too. I know. I love your wedding. We talked pictures. about this, haven't we? No, no. I've just mercilessly stalked Christine's Facebook page when she posts <laughs> all of those beautiful wedding pictures, and y'all are smiling so happy. I love it. When I, think I look you at, you at my wedding, around the same. Well, no. What month was your anniversary? Summertime. April. April. For some reason, I just remember the pictures.
0: Our, in a in our church, we can't. We don't do weddings during fasts yeah um, so we we unfortunately got a, an april wedding because we were trying to get married as quickly as possible um no yeah. shotgun situation or anything we just housing arrangements um. yeah <laughs> ours is uh, a
1: straight-up shotgun situation
0: <laughs> oh was it really
1: that's why it's always easy for me to remember how what our anniversary is because it's just a bit older than hannah <laughs> she's 13 she turns 14 in june so yeah it was <laughs> It's a straight up shotgun. But really it was my parents' fault because they said that I couldn't get married until I graduated from college and Marty and I just figured we'd we'd find a way around that arrangement. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a purpose to some of our scheduling this month. It is funny stuff. It is office themed stuff because we know everybody's in the same kind of crummy area that we are where we're back to work and it's after Christmas and blah, blah. So today's movie, Office Christmas Party, starring Justin Bateman and Jennifer Aniston and a whole bunch of other
2: funny. people. Jason Bateman.
1: Jason. I went to school with a kid named Justin Bateman. (laughs) <laughs> and I can never say Jason Bateman Because I went to school Office Christmas Party Starring Jason Bateman Jennifer Aniston um, And then a whole host of other Very, very funny people um, Like T.J. Miller Like T.J. Miller Huge fan Kate out. We'll get into casting a little bit first So for those people that have not seen it Anthony, do you have a plot synopsis for us?
2: I do. When the hard-lined and uptight company CEO Carol comes to her brother Clay's branch to shut it down, Clay refuses to go down without a fight. Clay goes for broke and enlists his CTO and friend Josh to throw one last big hurrah. He throws an insane Christmas party, which Carol canceled, in hopes of impressing a big client to save his branch. He didn't plan on just how out of
0: hand things could get.
1: That's a pretty accurate synopsis. It is It captures the craziness of this movie pretty, pretty well. It does.
0: It just um, I left out all of the morally reprehensible and vulgar parts in the plot <laughs> so synopsis. So you're saying
1: was it was a really long plot synopsis, and
0: oh, it was. It was much longer now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Okay. Well, let's just get right into histories because I. I have zero history with this movie aside from today. So, Anthony, I think you might have the longest history.
2: Uh, well, I saw this when it opened in theaters back in December of 2016. So, it's our newest movie we've reviewed, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, we went, we were on a, me and Sarah went on a double date with our friend Mike and Jackie, who we had set up and went to see this movie because... A, it was a Christmas movie, and all four of us were in the holiday spirit, and B, the cast of this movie is just so talented and funny and everything else they're in, so we were really excited by the trailers. And yeah, walked out liking it. It's a perfectly adequate film. I liked it enough to get it on Blu-ray, so that's how I watched it. What
1: about you, Tom?
0: We saw this movie um, early 2017 um, we, you know, had a uh, an almost one year old when it came out, and we're still the the crazy never leave the baby home parents. Uh, so we missed it in the theater, and I was kind of bummed. But it held my attention, and it made me laugh, which is really uh, about all I was expecting for a movie like this. So it did its job. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: Or as Anthony would say, it was adequate. I <laughs> that that sums it up.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm curious, the friends that you set up, Anthony, are they still together?
0: They are still together. Actually, oh, yeah. That that's funny, together. Julie. I was about to ask the same question because that's where my mind went. <laughs> huh, did they make it? How is, how is Anthony as a, as a matchmaker?
1: Man, wow. so they actually like each other. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: You're like up there at Fiddler on the Roof level matchmaker now,
1: man. Oh, like, I am. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. <laughs> Who else pictures Mr., Mrs. Doubtfire? okay speaking of joy and happiness let's move on to this one that has a heck of a funny cast (laughs) um so it's it's a comedy um i would argue (laughs) that it's very funny but i think that's just my personal take on it um it's definitely stacked when it comes to very funny people in it so let's talk about that so directing this movie is josh gordon and will speck um known for the switch which also starred jennifer aniston and jason bateman and blades of glory which was will Ferrell and who napoleon dynamite the- oh that's right i never saw that one i didn't I like that one. Too much Ferrell, yeah like too much non-elf feral i didn't
2: really like the switch either
1: yeah i didn't like the switch
0: either i didn't either <laughs> this, of, of the movies they've done together, well, I mean, they have a lot of other credit for. I think this is definitely my favorite.
1: So, digging into the cast, we've got as brother and sister here Clay Vanstone and Carol Vanstone, played by TJ Miller. Very funny. My favorite TJ Miller is Big Hero 6. I like him on Silicon Valley.
0: I love him on Silicon Valley.
1: I don't, I haven't, that's, is that Showtime or HBO? HBO. Such a yeah, funny show. I don't, I don't have HBO. Maybe I'd like him more if I saw that. Because really, I only really love him in Big Hero 6 when he's Fred.
0: I liked him in Deadpool, he too. Was
1: funny in Deadpool. Oh, he was well, hilarious
0: he was, in Deadpool. Like, such a terrible friend. <laughs>
1: he was like the appropriate amount of T.J. Miller in Deadpool, I feel like. In this movie, there was more of him, and I was kind of like, I could do without him. And hmm. then you have Jennifer Aniston, who plays his sister. She'll too. always
2: be Rachel Green to me. I'm sorry. She will, will be Rachel
1: i can't break her out of that and i gotta admit
2: she's the only character i don't like in this film
0: and it's not in the way that you you you're not supposed to like her for me um i don't i can't see her in this role because like this uptight difficult person she's playing you know like a a much more extreme version of monica and it just doesn't work for me yeah because she's rachel yep yeah that sums it up
1: I can't think of anything else she's been in post Friends that I really love, which disclaimer, I have not seen Office Space, which I know oh. is like blasphemy to most people. Well, but that's pre-Friend or that was
0: pre, months. yeah, that was, that was not after the, the oh. ending and you should really see it. It's um, awesome.
1: It's yeah, hilarious. Let me go watch it. But I, can you think of anything else that she's been in that you just. That I loved really her in? No. no,
0: no, no. Can't at all. Well, yeah. she does a lot of... So for me, in all in all fairness, she does a lot of rom-com stuff now. Um, yeah. And I'm just kind of, meh. Yeah. Uh, what's that movie she was in where she was the boss who was sexually harassing? <sighs> horrible Bosses. Horrible Bosses. She was funny in that to me.
2: She was. The, the, I don't like those movies overall, but her and the other two bosses, uh, who shall remain nameless, were very funny in that film.
0: Oh right, that was Kevin Spacey. Well, not real name. <laughs> like that, that. The the that bosses that was were the file. Best,
2: The bosses were the best part of that film to me. But anyway.
1: So I've heard that "Horrible Bosses" is essentially the same Jennifer Aniston we get here, but no. maybe toned down a little bit. Not at I all. "Horrible Bosses."
2: She was much funnier in "Horrible Bosses," and the character was a lot different. She was a lot more uh, loose. I guess
0: it's a good word for her in Horrible <laughs> right. Bosses.
2: That she was mean.
0: But it was, a, it was a more funny and relatable mean.
2: Yeah, she wasn't like this cold mean. She was just mean. She was like a cat playing with her toys in Horrible Bosses.
0: Right. Okay. She knew what she was doing. She was well aware, but she wasn't like just trying to torment and ruin her brother's life. Right.
1: Okay. So yeah, her role as a villain in this was a little confusing to me. But maybe it really wasn't intended to have a true villain because it's a comedy fluffy comedy maybe
0: well i, I do like they were trying i felt like they were trying to flush that role out they were trying to discuss like where her frustration came from why she strives so much harder than her brother i wouldn't but even call her the true villain buy. though
2: wasn't the drug dealer the technically the villain jillian bell as trina who jillian yeah. bell by the way has been in a lot of funny stuff too i really like her
1: I don't know. She didn't seem villainous. She seemed like a cartoon character to me a little bit.
2: But, I mean, she was supposed to be the villain, technically. She was the one at the end who was causing all the chaos. Okay, can I just say, Jason Bateman, can we talk about Jason Bateman?
1: Yeah, let's do. He's next on our list. He was Josh Parker. (laughs) I love Jason
2: Bateman! In everything he does, the most charismatic guy. He really is. He's, like, such the sweetest professional... Buttoned up type of guy. I like I love him. I really but do. he's
0: always so understated with it.
2: And that's what and that's what makes him perfect for these types of roles.
0: Plus, but, let's be honest, the guy has amazing hair.
2: So so like the beginning of this film when he's walking into the office building and he's kind of like being all chummy with the security guard downstairs, and he goes up and like kind of tries to boost the Indian guy's confidence and they're making fun of his girlfriend and everything like that. Like he's just the most charismatic, sweet guy. I like him. And that no, like that to me right. that to me is Jason Bateman, not necessarily the character, because he plays that in everything. So I assume yep. that's him.
1: He, yeah, he, I would have to sing that. I hope. I, I hope, hope that's him, yeah.
0: He's another one. Like, I just can't lose Michael Bluth for him, but I feel like more so than, than most people in that kind of role, he's owned it and he just continues to play a, a, a similar enough character that you can relate and you still immediately love him. Uh, he was to- total Michael Blue vibes in this movie. For sure. He had to save I... the day. He did.
1: Apparently, I need to watch it, right? Rest of development? Yes, Could you he's... do. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, of all the people in the cast, he was my favorite. Um, he'd probably be my favorite in most casting because again I I really like him as a character and he looks a lot like my brother I will post in Instagram I'll do a side-by-side comparison of Jason Bateman and my brother and y'all can see whether or not you think he actually looks like him or not I
2: Julia think- you have a lot of people in your family who have famous doppelgangers
1: do I?
0: you you always Jude. post pictures of Jude
1: oh well this is going to baldy
0: Jude has a lot yeah, of I doppelgangers
1: have- he has a lot of <laughs> does have a lot of doppelganger. He has three that I can think of. Creepy Jack- Baby Jack- Muppet Incredible, and the Grinch. Creepy Baby Muppet and then Baby Grinch. He looks just like Jack-Jack from The Incredibles, though. He has uh, so uh, Baby is, Grinch's
2: I, expression to a T. He did. He did.
1: <laughs>
0: I guess that, uh, though he looks like your brother, probably takes away my next question. I was going to ask if he if, if he's one of your Hollywood crushes.
1: He's um his personality very much is one of you know you can have crushes on people in Hollywood because they're super attractive, and then others that like you just know you'd be best friends with. Jason Bateman's one of those for me. The best friend kinda.
0: I hope he loves Christmas.
1: You too. <laughs> that huh? would just
0: make the that would just make the trifecta make him the coolest person in Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> Jason Bateman, if you're listening <laughs> to this random podcast, let us know how <laughs> you feel about Christmas. <laughs>
2: I feel like if he's listening to this random podcast it's because he was being self-absorbed in Google. Let's see what people are talking about the movies I've been in. <laughs> and that would automatically detract from his coolness.
1: I don't know. We'll see. See your response to make that. <laughs> uh his love interest in the movie is played by Olivia Munn. Uh Tracy Hughes is the character name. So um,
2: Olivia Munn yeah. she she is not the best actress in anything she's in, but this I would have to say is probably one of my favorite roles with her.
1: She's because
2: funny. I, she, yeah, and plus she's not. She tends to play um, witchy type mm-hmm. characters in a lot of mm-hmm. stuff she does, and uh, in this one she was intelligent. She was personable. She was very flirty. I liked her. I mm-hmm. liked her.
1: Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> She was Psylocke, right? And
2: A wasted X-Men. character in X-Men Apocalypse, yes. Yeah,
1: okay. All right, just checking. We also have some Saturday Night Live cast characters, cast members in this movie, which I'm going to come out and say highlighted the movie for me, besides Jason Bateman, right? Um, Vanessa Bayer, who's a regular cast member, very funny, but... <laughs> Let's just get right to the best one. She's the best in just about everything she does. She really um, is. Kate McKinnon as Mary. As Mary. She's, um, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Mary, like I feel like Mary could have been funnier and she could have had more and I would have been very happy. But I, I loved her
2: wardrobe. McKinnon. I'll say this, most of my quotes from the quote section go to Mary.
1: Oh well, yeah. I wish there had been more Kate McKinnon.
2: I, I love just this uh, uptight HR personality she was playing. Not even uptight, just like, I don't know. She just, all I could hear in my head was Michael Scott on The Office saying, Toby is a part, Toby, Toby, Toby is divorced, so he's not a part of, Toby is part of HR, so he's really not a part of our family. Also, he's divorced, so he's not a part of his family.
0: <laughs> um, I'm kind of over Kate McKinnon.
2: Are you? Uh, I I am. her.
0: Her Angela Merkel on SNL just became so redundant to me and they kept doing the same thing. I lost all interest and it got to a point where she actually became annoying to me.
2: I feel like oh. that's the show though for keep, for keep
0: utilizing her that way.
1: Could be, yeah. I'm writers.
0: She was just annoying though. She could have said, no, enough is enough. This is past. I want to go back to being the Keebler elf.
2: I, ca- I oh kind of feel like she was playing a... Uh, and you can edit this out. A uh, post-November 2016 depressed Hillary Clinton in this movie. Just saying. Yes. Oh, I thought
1: you- <laughs> there were moments of that in the van when she says... I, I love, love America! America. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me very much of Hillary. Um, I just... She's... <laughs> I just think that Kate McKinnon is a magnetic personality. Her face is magnetic. She's so physical with her movements that if they would have thrown her more stuff, I probably would have liked this movie more. Yes. Because that's what I was looking for in this movie. My biggest problem, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing with this movie, is it feels like a very, very long read, too long Saturday Night Live sketch to me. And there's, there's just not much to hold. I feel like it's sand in my hand. <laughs> you know I mean, what I It, mean? it, it is. It's, such- it's
0: built... It's an entire. It's entirely built around a sophomoreic premise, and they it's, play it's, it as a sophomoric film. It's an um, overdone so I,
2: type plot line, and the strength of this movie is in its cast, not the plot.
1: Right. So, if the strength is in the cast, I wanted more Kate. <laughs> I like, don't want to waste my time with these other characters. I want more Kate.
0: I would rather have seen. I would rather have had a lot more of Kate's car- of Mary than I would Carol in this.
1: Yes. You know, I unless love, Carol I did was going to love... sexually harass
0: Jason Bateman.
2: I did love that. It was Carol, Kate, and Tracy, like the three women who at the end kind of saved the day
0: mm-hmm.
2: with Jason Bateman's yeah. Josh, yeah. but very, you know, strong female characters in the end there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I don't hate that Carol had some redeemableness throughout no. the movie. Right? So I didn't mind that. Um, so our our last main cast member Courtney B Vance plays Walter Davis, which he's kind of the the action character, right? The one that drives them to throw this big party. So I like Courtney B Vance. Um, me, me too. Me he too. was great as great Cochran
2: in The People vs OJ Simpson.
1: He was. Mm. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. And
0: to be honest, that's that that is maybe the the deciding factor why he was added to the list of cast here, because um, he wasn't oh. that. That influential, but he's in a, but he's a great actor, and he, he did the his preacher's little. Wife.
1: Do we need huh? to add that to our Christmas wish list, our Christmas movie list? The Preacher's I Wife.
2: I don't know what that means.
1: <gasps> Whitney Houston's in it.
2: I love that movie. We do need to yeah. add
1: that. it's a great movie. It's
2: a Christmas movie for sure. Um, before. <laughs> okay. Before before we move on to plot, though, I do just want to give shout-outs to some of the other character actors real quick and run them through, because they're funny. Yeah, they're So me. yeah, Rob Cordray, Cordray who, however you pronounce that name, he's in a lot of mm-hmm. funny stuff. Randall Park, um, he played Fred, the um, guy mm-hmm. who was kind of into Vanessa Bear's character. And he's in Fresh Off the Boat and Veep, and he's really funny. Sam Richardson played Joel, who ended up DJing the party. I know him from Veep. He's hilarious on that show uh karan sony played nate and he was the real uh indian guy who hired the prostitute to pose as his girlfriend mm-hmm. and he's been in he was a deadpool he's on the show blunt talk he's in the goldbergs he's hilarious um devine joy randolph played carla the security guard mm-hmm. and jillian bell i already mentioned played trina who was the pimp i guess and uh, <laughs> she's been in a lot of funny movies as well so i just wanted yep. to Name drop you. all of them.
0: General all-around.
1: Lots of very funny level. people.
2: Yeah, this is a very, like, they're all character actors.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. I think that's, again, the, the actors and the characters, I find, are the mov- movie's strength. They all were very unique characters in the sense they all had their quirks, and they didn't, at least the main ones, the main supporting ones, didn't blend together. To so, me.
1: They definitely didn't. I would agree. Yeah, they did not blend together. So we got characters out of the way. Let's hit some of our favorite plot points, favorite quotes, and then just discuss the plot in general, given so before, yeah, the nature let's, of it. On so
0: this this branch is going down. They're, they're underperforming, and uh, that's the auspices of, uh, under which Carol comes to uh, Clay's branch. But it didn't take long to realize there's this horrible sibling rivalry. And she kind of hates her brother. Um, the, she inherited the, the company and the job from her dad, right? Was that, that the deal? From her dad, but he was given the father's branch. Right. And ashes,
2: apparently. That's
0: so weird. It's like so ash- She's a
2: bitter critter.
0: She's she, very bitter. It's not like you couldn't just divide the ashes. So the character of Clay
2: i uh, completely incompetent for the job, but I mm-hmm. liked that he was a sweetheart. He really cared about his staff. He was kind of similar to Michael Scott in the way that he treated his staff like family and wanted mm-hmm. like the best for them, was afraid to lay them off, wanted them all to get great gifts and bonuses. And I really think that um, if he didn't have that sweet quality to him, he could have been a really annoying
0: character if he was just this complete, do doofus without any heart but i really liked him you mean if he'd been british office michael versus american office michael i don't think it would have worked right exactly
1: yeah he was endearing um still missing something for me i can't put my finger on it but i wasn't entirely happy um but i do like what they tried with this character and they needed to to be opposite from carol because she's the exact opposite
2: she right. was she was the season one Jan Levinson Gould. If you want to keep the Office comparison going,
1: I chuckled a bit when she took those guys out at the club, just because she seemed to relish that very much, and that made me laugh.
2: So that was one thing about this movie I liked, plot wise. They just dropped what were seemingly like throwaway pieces of dialogue toward the beginning of the movie that came back mm-hmm. at the end. Um, mm-hmm like they had mentioned she took all this martial arts and then she got to use it at the end.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, That's a example that comes to mind, but I know there are others in there, but yeah. So I really like that because a lot of, especially newer comedies don't kind of take the time to really do that, write their script set with that much
1: thought. Right. So Carol comes in, says the branch is closing and clay has a brilliant idea well she right? cancels
0: the christmas party that his, their dad threw and loved right oh that, that was he, the, closing for the branch it's like uh-uh <laughs> you fire people you take away their livelihoods they lose their homes but dang it let them have that christmas party
2: how much money could they have saved fun. if they just moved to a less nice office that office is Beautifully open and a beautiful skyscraper. Nice view, multi-floor, glass windows all around. I, I would love to work in an office that like that.
1: So they throw this massive Christmas party, really the Christmas party to end Christmas parties, in an effort to convince Courtney B. Vance's character, this is the place you want to invest in, partner with, work with. Which, in return, would save the branch. Right. right?
2: She said if he can, if they can land him as a client, by the time she lands in Heathrow,
0: she wouldn't have any layoffs and she'd keep the branch open. So, which, now, I, as I understand, she did talk, and maybe I'm wrong, she did talk somewhere about the investors or their board as well, right? Or am I just... Right. So she was the... She, she was have that power to decide... She- she would have been she, acting in the way, way of the board. She couldn't have changed her mind like that halfway through. You know what I mean? Right. She be,
2: and that was another big driving force for her. She was only the intern, uh, interim CEO. She wanted this position to be permanent, which is why she was being such a, um, you know. hardy. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how to abbreviate that. And
0: <laughs> so I don't think they would let an intern, interim C, CEO determine like something as permanent as closing down a, Branch by herself. That just did, that just seemed an, an annoying plot hole to me. There should have been more to it than that, Or they right. should have at least addressed that as a as a thing. You know, to go completely off of the point.
2: Right.
0: So, and then like
2: all of these films, and I say all these films because this is a very plot wise overdone plot in comedy films. Whether it's teenagers throwing a house party when their parents are out of town. Mm -hmm. Right, Animal House. Animal
0: House.
2: It's a, uh, they have the best intentions to throw a fun, cool party. There's always somebody who ends up inviting the whole town or city. Place gets trashed, everything gets out of control. So the plot was definitely overdone in that. But I'm going to go back to the fact that it worked for me because I wasn't watching so much of the plot as I was the character
0: interactions. When you sat down for this film, you weren't expecting any great takeaway. This was not going to change your life. I hope. It's I just realize. fun. It's
1: fun. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just it's fun. It's just meant to be fluffy fun.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: A question
2: about the plot that maybe Yeah. One of you can answer cuz you're more technologically inclined than I. How believable was her their big internet solution at the end that was going to make them all this money to stay open? <laughs> Like using the light, the electric grid to, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it because just watching it, it just seemed very
0: unbelievable to me. I was it like, well, I'll ask a
2: tech guy on the podcast. So, Tom. I mean,
0: I guess that's kind of the thing As it was unexpected and it's something that nobody thought could work. So in that regard, I mean, I guess. But no, I just, I don't see, I don't see that being our, our, the way of the future, guys. Right.
2: Okay, I was just curious.
1: Well, it was to save the day in this movie, though. Right. It was fun. I, it was mildly entertaining. And, and again,
2: that was... They planted seeds for that earlier on. She had been... Mm-hmm. Olivia Munn's character has been working on this new technology for, like, four years, they said. Four years. Right. And, um, yeah, in the end, she finally cracks the formula with help inadvertent help from Carol and gets it live online, and they realize... Well, not only do they get the city back online, but they realize we're going to be rich and we don't need to close this company down at all. This branch down. Yeah.
0: The internet went down for all of, I'm assuming it's New York, right? Chicago or Chicago. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So the city, the, the, the internet goes down and they're able to save the day, which I will say as a marketer, that would completely save your company because come on, what better marketing is there? Speaking of Chicago,
2: that was one of my notes. If a movie, if Christmas movies not set in New York, I like when they're set in Chicago because Chicago gets a lot more snow than New York, and I appreciate mm-hmm. the snowy atmosphere provided in this film.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love good. I love snow in a movie. I do too, especially if it's in a Christmas movie. But yes. we're going to get that in a little bit. Whether it, or not it's kind of it's a Christmas movie.
0: For me, it's it, it is really important that Christmas movies have have snow. I don't I don't feel the same way about them when they don't. Even though I myself have had just a few Christmases in my lifetime with anything white on the ground, um, it's still something for some reason that's really important to me. Favorite quotes, or moments? Wait, are we still
2: talking about plot? Before we get to quote, Sorry. I feel like you want to get some dislikes out of the way. Plot about this.
1: I... I kind of just dislike this movie in general, but I think a lot of it has to do with our next question. Is it a Christmas movie or not? Because I've learned, I don't love Christmas movies with a ton of vulgarity in it. Mm
0: -hmm. And this
1: movie is pretty vulgar. I mean, at least for my standard, which I realize that my arrow ticks probably, (laughs) you know, different from y'all's does, which is fine. But, um, no, I I, agree with you. yeah. I can't I, rationalize I disagree. the vote. And that's right. I expected, honestly, I expected both y'all to disagree. Um, I, I, I couldn't get past that for this one. So it's different in a movie like Deadpool where it's not a Christmas movie. I'm not expecting any warm fuzzies and feels, but I'm surprised when I have them like the love story behind it. Very sweet. I was surprised by it. This one, I, it was very off-putting to me. And that's my prudish side coming out So there it is. What about you? Tell me about your, you disagreeing. No, I disagree. I agree. Well, I
2: agree. Are you talking about like, are you talking about the language or the nudity or both?
1: Well, all of it. I don't like the drug references. I don't like the language. I, feel, I felt like the F-bombs were excessive to me. I mean, nothing's funnier to me than a well-placed F-bomb right? Or an F-bomb that is there for a purpose and it suits the character. But in this one I feel like they were just dishing them out. And it was excessive
2: Because it's a big city. Uh,
1: Well, I grew up in Houston and people didn't drop those. In the the northeast they they do. do. Okay. Well, I mean then maybe it's regionally accepted but I didn't care for it. In in terms of the... I've
0: been to Chicago a lot and I will say I did not hear the F-word everywhere in the nicer parts of Chicago. It's just, it wasn't dropped all the time. Oh, I did. In Chicago? Yeah. Hmm. I love Chicago.
2: (laughs) But in terms of the vulgarity, see, I'm of the... That stuff doesn't bother me. I'm of that European mindset. Like, you live in England, right? You turn on TV after 8 p.m. and you have full frontal nudity, cursing. That's just not a thing there because they say... What's worse? That's kind of my mindset. I get more of a problem with exposing violence and gore and blood and stuff like that on television that kids may do than you know a body, which we all have, or Mm -hmm. a word. So that's just my view on it. Like that stuff doesn't bother me when it comes to movies in general, or even just I think that's see other countries make fun of our rating system because you know you can get away with a lot of violence in a pg-13 movie but you drop two f-bombs and they slap an r on it and that just doesn't commute to a lot of other parts of the world and that's just kind of my feelings too when it comes to cursing and nudity i think there needs to be kind of like you need to look over that stuff when it comes to but in a christmas film i can see why that would bother you in a christmas film um, that's why about
0: that's the big part that bothers um, me on in a Christmas film, it does bother me because I expect some level of, uh, when I'm sitting down to watch something Christmas-oriented, I'm expecting some level of, of for it to be a Christmas movie, I expect some level of, of, of Christmassiness, something I can share with my family, which is uh, you know, a big part of the season for me. And I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. I made the mistake one year of watching Bad Santa with my mom, grandma, and sister. Um, because I had that I have certain expectations of, of what I would expect from a Christmas movie and um the things that Bad Santa are definitely, definitely not um in there. Although I do have to admit it's more of a Christmas movie than a lot of other films we've we've watched so far. But well I agree with you, I agree with you, Julia.
1: Yeah, for uh, me it's purely context. It's that stuff in a certain context. Again, right.
0: Deadpool Deadpool is a hilarious movie right I would not there's no expectation of, of <laughs> there's no expectation of that big a family film and uh, if there is um, God help you
1: <laughs> right <laughs> well and movies like The Usual Suspects right which was the first movie I saw with a whole lot of bad language in it it all felt appropriate Let's like see, that's this what I why expect. it
2: worked for me in this movie and in Bad Santa too right so if if, there was this level of vulgarity in a movie that was about a Christmas movie that was like, you take a movie like elf or the Santa Claus or national lampoon or something like that, where it's family family, people who love each other, put that, that stuff in that context that would rub me the wrong way. But with Bad Santa office Christmas party, let's talk about this one, obviously, because they're doing the movie. You have a bunch of, middle-aged adults most a lot of them single drunk partying you're not around the family you're at this big party that turns into a raid. it just made sense to read the context of the film didn't bother me
1: all right um favorite quotes yeah i know you've got some and listening to you read favorite quotes is one of my favorite parts of the show as well
2: So I liked one of the early conversations between Kate McKinnon's Mary and Rob Cordray's Jeremy. Mm -hmm. And she's going around the office commenting on people's clothing and she's like, it's winter, put Dancer and Prancer back in the stable. And he's like, are you body shaming her right now? And she's like, some people here might find your outfit offensive. Well, some people might find your outfit offensive and really confusing. And she has this really crazy ugly sweater on and she's like oh i thought it was clear this is a multi denominational holiday sweater it has christmas hanukkah kwanzaa the buddhist day of enlightenment and a boxing day on it and the guy's like so is everyone included what about something for satanists and i just found that <laughs> whole exchange funny especially when it goes on to him saying you can't silence us all and she says i know why you took medical leave and then walks away (sighs) because hr to me hr people are so like oh i totally get michael scott's hatred of them in the office i totally get
1: it (laughs) oh one of my best friends is is head of hr and she's precious
2: sarah did hr in school hi jenny (laughs) hi jenny thanks for listening (laughs) sorry about insulting your career but my wife went to school for hr so
0: (laughs) my mom does hr
2: hi tom's mom sorry about insulting your career
0: too no she doesn't she doesn't anymore she does safety and other fun stuff now but anyway
2: sarah must be listening from the other room because she said just texted me
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like (laughs) i like (laughs) (laughs) Sarah. Oh, funny. <laughs> Did she hear you forget your anniversary? I don't think so. <laughs> or is that just delayed text because your internet's as bad as ours is right now? <laughs> um,
2: what about you, Julia?
1: Yeah, so I like it when um Mary, again, she's my favorite quotable one. When she goes, I've got donuts. I've got jelly and sprinkles, but not cronuts because they're a bastard pastry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like when Allison's on the phone and uh, Josh comes in and Josh is like, hey, Allison, it's Clay there? If I hear you let your stri- stripper girlfriend put my children on her motor's like one more time, I will gone girl you so hard. <laughs> Josh, you, you can go ahead. You can go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep going because the end is so funny, that part too, when he goes – I'm just gonna go in. I'm just gonna go in. <laughs> this little Bateman deadpan, where he's just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go in."
2: So I, I liked again with Mary, at this time during the beginning of the Christmas party party, where her and Joel are kind of like grabbing the microphone back and forth from one another when he's DJing, and he's like, "Looks like some baby's getting made tonight," and she's like, <laughs> and she's like. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, Joel. That's a red card for you. Um, babies are not getting made tonight. Not here on company property. If you're going to have intercourse, please go beyond the flood lamps at the perimeter of the plaza and into the Rite Aid parking lot. That's right, because we are effing tonight. Joel, language. This is still an office, and even though it's dark outside, the rules don't turn off. The rules may not turn off, but your inhibitions can. I'm talking about your PPL. out and pulling in some booty. And remember, oh that, and remember that And remember tonight the decisions you make will have consequences that will haunt you for the rest of your professional lives. And um, so have fun. And then somebody from the crowd shouts, Yeah, Mary, way to psych everybody up.
0: <laughs> and here's where we say sophomoric. <laughs> I, I still found it hilarious.
2: I just like the vying over the microphone.
0: Speaking of vying, I really like... When Carol walks in and says, you're having a Christmas party tonight? Mary replies, oh, it's not a Christmas party. It's a non-denominational holiday mixer, more inclusive. And Carol's like, whatever, well, whatever you call it, it's not happening. Clay says, all right, it's canceled. And then he looks at Mary and mouse, it's happening. She just goes, hey, idiot, I'm looking right at you. He's just, okay, we're not doing it. And then he looks at the others, and Miles, we'll still do it. <laughs>
2: What about you, Julia?
1: You can go ahead and go, Anthony. I'm out uh, of the round table on this one.
2: So I like when Josh and Clay are walking through snowy Chicago at the beginning of the film because and uh, Clay has no coat on and Josh is like, you're not, you're not cold without a big coat on? And Clay's like, no, I gained 15 pounds every winter so I don't have to wear one. <laughs> and Jason, they <laughs> Bay- chose dead pants. Huh, that's a healthy choice. And it just goes right over his head. And he's like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> i like that one because i can relate
1: to gaining 15 pounds every winter. <laughs> oh i feel like i gained 15 pounds since christmas like the break started because let me tell you there was lots of delicious stuff in our house um clay has a
2: really another another really funny one too when carol first shows up he's like there she is my sister from another mister I'm kidding. Our mother didn't start having affairs until the mid '90s. <laughs>
0: <sighs> um, I really like the the scene with the Uber driver. <laughs> oh gosh! Do <laughs> you remember that? Whereas Carol says, "I'm this, I'm CEO for Genotech. Please just drive." And the Uber driver says, "I just dropped off four people there at that party tonight. They gave me three stars, like a lun- bunch of." What did you just say? I said there were a bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> and also speaking of in the cars, when, um, when Trina it says to, to Clay, pull over I, or I will shoot your penis in the face. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So 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 piggybacking off that because I have another Trina quote when she when she goes to shoot him in the face and the prostitute in the back's like you can't shoot him he's gonna crash the car and she's just like really Savannah really why don't you put it in an email and CC everyone all right make double sure everyone got it you know what you should start a podcast Savannah called Savannah starts called Savannah says effing stupid things out loud because I feel like I could have a podcast <laughs> like that too and <laughs> I have one more too oh I do too. Go. go Tom you go
0: I like when Clay prays hey God I know I haven't asked for a lot in this life granted I was born rich and white and a man and straight well except for that one time in Vegas but that was Vegas <laughs> <laughs>
2: um <laughs> That that quote, I actually don't have that whole quote written down, but that showed what I meant about him actually being super sweet, because he goes on to say, I need you to bless this party so we can all keep our jobs, especially Allison, she's losing it, and tell dad I said hi, and we miss him. Hmm. So I really like that quote. Um, okay, so I'm not going to read the whole scene, because the whole scene was just really... This was, there was one scene that was super disgusting for me, and it was when Allison and um, Fred are in the office's nursery about to make out, and uh, he reveals some of his uh, sexual proclivities to her, and she just has enough, and as she's storming out, she's like, save that crap for the fourth date like a normal person, and she just storms out.
0: <laughs> you got to feel bad for her. What kind of people is she dating?
2: I felt ba- I felt really bad at the end for the Indian kid. I forget his name, which is like, "Hey Mary, sign this." And he goes to kiss her. And she's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And he just has to back off. Really embarrassed.
0: You know, I would feel more sorry for him if it hadn't been for the whole, you know, bringing a prostitute to an office Christmas party.
1: <laughs> Here's that.
2: <laughs> you mean you guys haven't done that before?
1: Oh, that takes us into, is this a Christmas movie? (laughs) No. I'm genuinely curious to hear, yeah, what y'all say. Is this a Christmas movie? It's called Office Christmas Party. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. And why?
0: This could have have just as easily had been Office New Year's Party. There was nothing in it that made it quintessentially Christmas.
2: It had just as much quintessentially Christmas as Die Hard did. It had more because it had the snow. It had the lights, it had the trees, it had all the decorations.
0: I'm I'm gonna be biased because of the, the content and and the the, the rating. I, I would much rather see people get shot and Hans Gruper fall off of a building than uh, you know, stuff taking here comes my prudishness. I really have an aversion to taking the Lord's name in vain. Um, to the G D it really irks me and annoys me especially in a christmas movie
2: yeah see this was less vulgar to me than die hard this whole movie so
0: i'm okay with people getting killed though yeah,
1: I grew up on v-
2: yeah <laughs> I, i'd rather see when i have kids i'd rather show them this than die hard honestly that's just my <sighs> growing up oh, in europe I- just living in europe i just came with that mindset though like i'd rather
0: the nudity really, to the violence i don't need either I don't need either with Ellie. <laughs> I'm a child of the 80s, though. Yeah, I'm completely that. desensitized to blood, gore, violence, and death.
1: Plus, we're from Texas, you know.
0: Yeah. Everybody shoots somebody. Everybody <laughs> shoots
1: somebody. I'm from, I'm from New York. I get
2: it,
0: man.
1: <laughs> I Yeah, this one gave me zero Christmas feels. And... <laughs> I totally understand the diehard argument, Anthony. I 100% understand that. And I feel like I'm grasping at straws a little bit in, in making them different. But aside from me not minding violence in a Christmas movie, as much as I mind, I mind vulgarity in a Christmas movie, I I feel like John McClain had a little more family stuff going for him. TJ Miller, I mean, I, I get the sweetness and kind of that vulnerability in his character, and I really quite enjoyed that. But it like wasn't enough.
2: See, their reconciliation to me at the end between him and Carol meant more to me than John McClain's with his wife because they didn't really get reconciliation. Do you he think had, that- he had his moment in the event talking to Carl, like, this is why I want you to tell my wife if I don't make it. But he never expressed that to his life in the end.
0: So do you think any of that has to do with the fact that you know that in the end they're not together? In
2: Die Hard? Hmm? No? I
0: don't L- think so. Later on in the trilogy, we know well, that. No, because
2: I, pret- I pretend uh, after two, they don't exist, because I don't like it. <laughs> <them, you
1: know? laughs> oh, three was good. I liked three. No, it's
0: one and two for me. With it's Sammy a- J. What do you guys think of the soundtrack?
2: uh that's actually a note my first note in this um, i, I note, think for uh, me it's content i the first uh my first note in my notes is quote tom and julia have got to love the hip hop christmas song opening the beginning of this film for the record i, just,
0: I do not it's not it's just, just not just the opening i mean it's it's dj calvin calvis or whatever his name is throughout the whole thing doing music and i just felt like i was i don't know the music didn't do it for me that we said before if you do a christmas movie and you can't nail the soundtrack <laughs> the mark and they missed the mark so hard on this soundtrack i don't know
2: i thought it was majestic when jesus rode to the office on a horse with god resty merry gentleman playing as the office is getting destroyed
1: <sighs> i feel like they <laughs> majestic they-
2: <laughs> did you see it did you see the way his hair was flowing behind him? It? it was Ooh. a thing of beauty. i did
1: i just really find, i'm just, think, I'm just saying it's my birthday in the elevator was pretty funny i should have put that quote in there that made me laugh
2: and what did jason bateman say when he was in the elevator oh stay stick, sticking in character i like it or I mean, yeah <laughs> he made some dry remarks <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like this movie um the christmas was an afterthought maybe even from the get-go, um, it wasn't necessary for this to be a Christmas party to me.
2: But Die Hard didn't have to be a Christmas party either. That could have been any holiday he was flying home to see his kids for, or their birthdays. Well, anything. then I'm just but, biased okay.
1: towards so, Die Hard, but this one, I can't. I think
0: the cultural influence and the, the cult following that Die Hard as a Christmas movie has helps as well. There is, if, if, mean, is,
2: ta- if you want to talk like, cultural influence, though, you guys don't like it, but the Grinch had cultural influence, whether or not you liked it or not. So I one? think it's. Just, I think it is just bias on your part. not and that's not a bad thing. We're all biased, right?
1: No, I yeah. I agree. It probably is because I have a history with Die Hard, and I have zero history with this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I well, think there's definitely. Well, we're talking the interest, about nostalgia. All the time. In the interest of,
2: well, I have no nostalgia for this, but in the interest of fairness, though, so to your point, in the UK, parts of Europe this movie was marketed as Office Party so they could sell the Blu-ray throughout the rest of the year as well. So they took the Christmas out of it. So it was titled Office Party throughout the rest of Europe, at least.
1: So do you think people watch this movie all year or just pull it out at Christmas?
2: No, I'm not, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm
1: clearly, just clear,
2: clearly the marketing people thought that it could right. be over there. Yeah.
1: Right, I mean, and and you could make the same argument for Die Hard. I can watch that any day of the year as well, but I just don't but, think this one is. But Die whether Hard is, it's my bias or not,
0: <laughs> Die Hard is always played during the Christmas season.
1: Well, this exactly. is played
2: on stars like five million times this year. Oh, no, on
0: stars.
1: Yeah, if, uh, a forest, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound?
2: Well, I didn't see Die Hard on TV. I had to put movie- the movie
1: plays on stars but we don't have stars does it count i'm yes. just kidding i just made a jerk sorry
2: i will say soundtrack wise i felt like christmas and hollis could have played somewhere during the party i agree with that it definitely no, could I, have, I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity given the music that, that was, was
0: playing thing. it would have fit right in no, my guess is we
2: already settled the debate as to the quality of that song. I'm just saying that was the type
0: that was, the type.
2: Party, that was the type of party. That was type of party that democracy would have. Mm, no, we had you voter suppression, but you would have. uh that
0: voter suppression. Th- this
2: was the type of party, Christmas party, that would have played that song. I think.
1: Yeah, you, I feel you, like they should have.
0: You, Roy, moored it. You refused yeah. to accept defeat and kept fighting.
2: <laughs> and I won. So maybe Rory Moore should have
0: done that if he wanted to win. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll
1: see. So another element to whether this is a Christmas movie or not is, does it pass the Linus test? See, this yeah, might this be is a bigger
2: it, question. And this is where I'll go. No. This is where I'll go for the diehard argument. Because the diehard argument, I know Tom said no on that one too. It didn't. And me and you fought for that one. But, right. so, and we said the realizations he had about his wife for that one, the whole family message was very Christmassy. Yeah. I would say this one didn't, even though they still had the same realizations about brother and being brother and sister and their father and everything, similar familial, um, uh, you know, whatever. They are the same, whatever. You're, about, yeah, no, yeah, it was that same. I, it was the same familial, yeah.
1: I struggle through the whole movie and then you make amends towards the end.
2: Right. It was a, a, yeah. that new awareness at the end. Um, but yeah, so I, that's interesting to me that I found when watching this because I immediately loved Die Hard and I said yes for that one, but I will say no on this one. But really, then it makes me second guess the diehard one. But yeah, anyway.
1: So, what did we come to on the Linus chest? Tom says no, I say no, and Anthony says no. That's a unison.
2: But then again, that makes me second guess. I don't get how I came to that decision. But yeah, it just didn't feel as line to see as that other moment, even though they're similar.
0: I think it's the characters.
1: Yeah. I, I don't so. think
2: so, because I like these characters better than John McLean.
0: I do, too. But I feel like there was such a his coldness and harshness and, and his, his takeaway and his, his, his actual change towards Holly. I mean, I'm Again, I don't think that was a Linus moment, but I feel that's more warm, fuzzy than this is. Because I feel like these characters lack, I feel, honestly, I think it's, well, I guess John McLean lacks depth, too. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm reaching for straws here. On why you may have liked the Linus test for John McLean, but not these guys.
2: Maybe it's because John McClain's Linus test was more uh like you said, he was cold hard, blah 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 at the beginning, whereas Clay had the heart the whole time. So it was, I don't know.
0: And he risked his life to save Holly. Well, Carol risked yeah, her I life to like save him. Did she? I, I feel I like she uh I feel like she, she just she flat almost
2: murdered him. <laughs>
0: because I she crashed say.
2: the car and it went over the left.
0: oh my gosh that was hilarious
1: (laughs) yep so we it doesn't pass the linus test so let's do final thoughts and let's rank the movie anthony final thoughts
2: so final thoughts for me i like this movie i found it funny um the plot was nothing new, but I was in it more for the characters and I liked the characters. I liked how different and unique they all had their little quirks. And when you look at the cast assembled, they're all really talented people. They probably deserved a better, more unique script, but I think to their credit, if they had cast different people in this film, less talented people, this movie would be worse than it is. It's not the best movie, but, they elevated it enough to make it enjoyable and funny to watch. And, yeah, the characters themselves I liked. Like, I wouldn't have mind... I wouldn't mind seeing them again. So, I liked it. Alright.
1: Tom?
0: This movie is sticky. it's sophomoric, it's really immature and childish. Um, but, it's fun. Um... I would not put this in my Christmas canon. I don't know that I'll really probably watch this again with all the, the movies out there I do love. This won't be one that I take away, but for what it was, it was fun. It was entertaining. It was an hour and a half of mindless laughter. And um, that's where I think I end on this film, Julia.
1: Um, yeah, I, um, can appreciate some cast members, but, um, overall I'm really not a fan. Yeah. I think for me, this, the, it's just not for me. It, it's not my taste. Um, and we could all make an argument for that on, on different movies we've watched. So well, I like some cast members, I probably won't watch it again and, um, it's not going to rank very high for me. So speaking of rankings, um, Anthony, what will you give this movie?
2: So I'm going to
0: give this an eight.
1: Tom, what do you rank this movie at?
0: I am going to give this movie a, like I said, it was funny, but ranking it as a Christmas movie and putting it on this list, I'm going to give it a
1: 3.75. All right. And I'm going to rank this movie a point seven five. actually, under The Grinch. I think I'd rather watch The Grinch than this movie again. So Math Wizard, <laughs> where does that put it?
0: That comes out to a four point five.
1: So it just
2: beats Batman Returns. Batman's Returns is oh. a four point six and
0: change. Gotcha. I mean right. I Yeah. That works for me.
1: I like Batman Returns more. <laughs>
2: i like batman returns more as a movie but not as a christmas movie
1: but not as a christmas movie
2: which was why yeah i think we all made that little addendum Uh, to our batman Returns score that it would have ranked a lot higher as a film yes
1: if it had been a christmas movie (laughs) right so for those of you out there who like sophomoric comedy and throwaway movies that you can appreciate while you're watching them, right, and have a chuckle, then it sounds like this movie might be a good fit for you. So check it out. I would like to talk about some extra content and stuff we have coming to our Patreon. So we've mentioned Patreon before. It's a way for y'all to um, support us and us return you with kind of some cool bonus extras that we don't release to all listeners. Um, We've got a major <laughs> episode drop next next Monday or Sunday night at midnight um, it's the office Christmas party episodes and we mentioned last week that those are likely going to be very long it's gonna be a long recording night for us because not only do we love the office but I mean quote city man so Yep. So for those that have donated at least a dollar a month, we're going to go ahead and post the unedited version of our Christmas episodes of the office American version, um, in the next month. So that's something to look forward to. Plus we're hoping to keep uh, all that new content coming for those that donate, um, as well as cool stuff in the future. We've already done stickers. Um, our stickers are super awesome. Thanks to Tom and we've got other super cool stuff coming out. So- For those
2: of you who got a sticker, send us, well, I guess your trees are probably down by now, but Stacey McKenzie sent us a picture of her sticker in her tree and it was awesome. So we'd like to see awesome. your sticker somewhere out in the wild. So send
1: us a picture. Yeah. Or where you decided to stick it. Mine's on my laptop. Mine too.
0: I can't commit to where I'm going to put mine.
1: Oh, is it a struggle? Yeah i get the struggle the struggles but i'm really
2: excited about the office next week guys
0: guys me too
1: yeah i I think it's definite high point for all of us it's
2: a good one to do right at the beginning of the year so far out from christmas yes so even though christmas is over and for another year we here tis the podcast are just getting started And are going to continue putting out our weekly episodes every Monday, all year round. Please keep downloading and listening. And please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. Each rating and review helps new listeners find us, so we can spread the Christmas cheer to even more people 365 days per year. So... In addition, please like and follow us on all of our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, our subreddit, Tis the podcast, and share our pages as well to all your friends and family, even and if she- they don't like Christmas. And please visit our website, www.tizthepodcast.com. It's an awesome website, and we want you guys to see it. So.
0: Please also, our our social media is going very dark right now. Um, There's like nothing (laughs) happening. And we're trying to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. And hearing from you helps keep our spirits high. Um, Since we can't, uh, since you can't, you know, sing loudly for us to hear. um, Talking to us and engaging with us on on Facebook is the best way for you to share, or on social media is the best way for you to spread Christmas cheer to us
2: i stopped i know we stopped reading all of your comments on the episode but that doesn't mean we don't want to hear from you we still want to interact with you on all of our pages so yes please comment and everything
1: all right guys i think uh, next week's movie deserves a deserves a little uh
2: enthusiastic loving that's what she said
1: Let's go with that. Enthusiastic loving <laughs> from all of us. And since we're exceptionally good at unison, <laughs> how about we announce next week's episode in perfect unison together across the interwebs? Ready? What are we doing next week? Three, two, one.
0: Office Christmas, Christmas episode. <laughs> I think that was better than uh, our 37 takes on uh, Tis the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I think so too.
1: Well, you can tell we're all excited about it and y'all should be too because, I mean.
2: Well, actually, let me pull up real quick for uh, just the names of those episodes if people want to just watch them real quick. Great idea. To follow along next week. Um,
0: They're all on Hulu or Netflix right now, right? Netflix,
2: yeah. Netflix. Yep. So the episodes we are going to be covering next week. If you want to do your homework and watch in advance, we're covering season two's. And again, this is the American office. We're covering season two's Christmas party, episode 10 season three's a Benny Christmas. Episodes (laughs) 10 and 11.
0: (laughs) I know which one Tom likes. Um, No, I just watched it this week and, um, just a teaser for for next week. Sorry, guys, I have to go on because I'm just sitting here laughing, um, and that's not going to stop. Um, I loved Michael's Christmas card. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Um, I may well, do that with you guys next year. Just send you a like, <laughs> custom Christmas card where I put my face over your spouse's face. <laughs> Actually, I probably won't do that to you, Julia. Marty may think that's a little on the weird side. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah will think it's perfectly normal.
2: <laughs> if you have no idea what we're talking about right now, tune in. Um, we'll also be covering season five's Moroccan Christmas, which is episode 11, season six's Secret Santa, which is episode 13, season seven's Classy Crip. Mm. Season 7's Classy Christmas, Episodes 11 and 12. Season 8's Christmas Wishes, Episode 10. And Season 9's Dwight Christmas, Episode 9. Um, was Classy it, Christmas with Rashida Jones? No, that was Benihana Christmas. Classy Christmas oh, with what?
0: Yeah, it was, yeah. Holly. Holly, yes, okay.
2: Um, so if you haven't seen The American Office, A, watch it, it's funny, but they always hit their christmas episodes out of the park so it's going to be a really fun week so you should try to watch these episodes in advance because you won't work at it
0: guys i know so just so y'all know we usually don't discuss too much about what we're gonna um talk about on the podcast in advance i don't think i'm gonna be able to be silent about as i'm watching all of these this week on slack <laughs> no i don't think i'm going to be either so i don't think we'll have any but then again you know honestly i don't unlike everything else we've done except elf so far, I don't think we're going to have any disagreements except for on the ranking. I mean,
1: yeah, we
0: all love this. It's, it's going to be a love fest. It is going to be a love fest.
1: I'm excited to get back to that.
0: I am too. Me too? Although people, time? although people loved our uh, hate fest last, last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they did. In, in fairness, I do get why they love them because it does take us down some weird rabbit holes.
0: Trying to avoid the co- actually discussing the, the film at hand.
2: Our last love fests were Mrs. Santa Claus and National Lampoon. So, and they were broken up by all the Rankin Bass animated
0: ones. So it's been a while. You know, I think our, um, I think this one will go down random, tang- random uh, rabbit holes as well because when discussing the office, personal work experience just seems to come up inevitably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ante- we'll, we'll all have anecdotal uh, stories to throw in
1: yeah on On a
2: less happy note
0: well we say less happy um we only have 351 days left till christmas which means 50 weeks which it is 50 weeks we are almost out of the 350s there you
1: go that's a silver although
0: i'm gonna start saying 50 weeks because it sounds a lot closer the hard part for me about these countdowns is i really want to get to those lower numbers but to get there i have to go through summer and that's just
2: awful <laughs> oh,
0: I hear you, buddy. Have a
2: great week, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>